0: Welcome to Parents Who Write, the podcast that helps parents pursue their writing dreams. Have you ever wondered what brings a character so alive that you mourn their loss when the story ends? In this episode, you'll learn how to tease out the fine details about your characters that will make them feel as real as you are, not just the heroes, but also the villains and even many of the side characters. You'll discover first how to do this at the surface level and then how to dive deeper so that you can avoid those moments when you have no idea what's going to happen next. You'll also walk away understanding how these details can help motivate you to finish the first draft and help you introduce your characters to readers so they're invested before you release your story. This is Parents Who Write. I'm your host, Erin P.T. Canning. I'm a mom of two young boys, a writer, editor, and writing coach. My mission is to help you regularly make time for your writing, find your voice again, and confidently share your stories so that you can own your identity as a writer and be a happier, more patient parent. I'm going to continue the discussion about how to get through that first draft. And the first thing that I'm going to talk about is that surface-level knowledge for our character. This is kind of fun. Think about those Facebook posts that go around where it's, you know, 10 random facts about myself. You can do the same thing with your characters. Not only your main character, but also your villains and any other important supporting characters as well. So create a simple character bio and start off with just physical description. It makes it more concrete when we actually write it down, and then start doing a list with bullet points. And some fun things to include in that are a quirky habit. Do they bite their nails? Do they rock back and forth on their heels when they get nervous? I'm trying to think of people in my life who have quirky habits, but it it's definitely. A fun thing to pull those quirky habits from people that we know and be like, oh, yes, my brother does this. I'm going to have a character do this as well. (laughs) That's part of writing what you know, right? You're pulling from real life. You can list favorite comfort food and color. And again, it's really fun to start teasing these little bits out about your character because it starts to turn them into a three-dimensional person. Another one I like to do is favorite childhood memory. If your character is having a really difficult time or they're facing the world, you know, they're they're basically lost and on their own or suffering in some horrible way. Sometimes we like to think back to our childhood memories and get comfort from them. They help remind us that we have hope and something to live for, and that life is good. And so if you can tease out your character's favorite childhood memory, you'd be surprised when that will pop up in your story. What was their relationship like with their parents? And if something happens, who do they call first? Is it a best friend? Is it a spouse? Is it a grandparent? And is that person still around? That was a discovery for me in the book that I'm working on right now, that Adeline was finally reaching, uh, she had finally achieved something in her career that she had been striving for for years. And she picked up her phone and she immediately wanted to dial her dad and then remembered, oh, yeah, he's not there to answer the call. So look at those Facebook posts with where where people are filling in random information and start applying those for your characters. Again, it's a lot of fun and it just is another way of really making them a three-dimensional person. But then you really want to start to dive deep in and explore your character and understand them better. This is really, really helpful before you even start plotting your book. Honestly, I'm a pantser. I write by the seat of my pants. But knowing these three things I'm about to point out made such a difference for me when I didn't really know what was going to happen next in my book. But once I started identifying these three things, I knew immediately where I wanted my character to go. And it helped me get through writing myself into a corner or you just hit that stopping point where you're like, I I have no idea what's going to happen. So here are the three major things that you wanna start diving deep with your character. The first one is, what does your character want or desire? And these can be things that they don't actually need. Say your character wants to be in a loving, awesome relationship, but they don't actually know that. They're just like, I wanna be loved. And so they want a boyfriend like right then and there. So it could be a quick fix you really want to explore what it is that your character wants and desires, because that is going to be their driving force, at least in the beginning of the book. That is what is going to push them forward. Nemo wanted to have some independence from his dad and go touch that boat, (laughs) right? Luke wanted to get away from his uncle's farm, even though he complained about it when he finally got the opportunity. But he he wanted to go to the academy and learn how to fly, right? Every character starts off with wanting or desiring something. And again, that can change throughout the story. A lot of times it does, and that's okay, right? Dorothy originally just wanted to keep Toto safe. At the end, she wants to go home, right? The second thing that you want to dive deep in with your character is what is their problem? What is their flaw? They might not necessarily be the same thing, right? Nemo, we all know what his problem is, right? He got captured and doesn't know how to get home again. Nemo's flaw was that he didn't quite believe in himself yet, right? He had to find the confidence to be able to get out of that tank. So his flaw was that he didn't have any confidence in himself yet. He used his lucky fin as an excuse, as a crutch. And when you're also thinking about their problems and their flaws, again, some of it can be surface level. Maybe your character's arrogant. Maybe they have a short temper. But you also want to think about what's called the glass shard. It makes me shudder when I think about it. But if you step on glass and you just get like a shard of glass stuck in your foot and it festers... You want to think about what it is that's, that's festering inside your character. And for Adeline, the character that I'm writing about right now, what's festering inside her is her loneliness because pretty much all of her family has died at this point. But she doesn't really talk about it. She kind of pushes that down under the surface, but it's festering. And that's one of her problems. The third thing you want to dive deep into with your character is what do they need? What life lesson do they need by the end of the book? What we want is not the same thing as what we need usually. And so you want to dive deep into what it is that your character needs in order for your character to succeed by the end of the book, in order for them to defeat the bad guy, in order for Dorothy to be able to find her way home. What did Dorothy need? What was the life lesson she needed? That she had the power within her all along, okay? Luke, he needed to trust himself. Wow, same with Dorothy now that I think about it. But he needed to trust himself and believe in the Force. Nemo, oh my gosh, we're going, okay, apparently I'm choosing all heroes' journeys here. Nemo, he needed to believe in himself in order to swim into that filter and place that pebble and be able to stop that tank. He also needed to believe in himself in order to then be able to help Dory get out of the fishing net. So honestly, you can look at a lot of children's literature books and ask yourself these three questions and you'll be able to see them pretty good. Children's books are fantastic for easily figuring out these these things. Okay, so... Now that we have dived deep into what our character wants and desires, their problems and flaws, and what they need in their life lesson, cool beans. You may be asking, what is the point of this? Why does this matter? What is the benefit? And it's multifaceted. Like I said earlier, when you take the time to really get to know your characters, the funny, quirky little bits, And then the deeper stuff as well, it makes your characters three-dimensional and they become like true friends. And the reason why this helps you get through that first draft is because now you are even more compelled and motivated to tell your friend's story. These people become such a part of you that you have to Finish telling their story. And that is going to help push you through that first draft. The other benefit that you get from this is that when you know what your character needs and the life lesson they need by the end of the book, that helps you to reverse engineer your plot, your story. And again, this helps you to not get stuck. So, what do I mean by reverse engineer? It's like Dorothy. By the end of the book, she needed to know that she had the power all along, but what were the things she needed to collect along the way to help her figure out that lesson? She needed brains, heart, and courage. And so if you know the end and then you know what your character needs to get to that end, Then you can start figuring out the scenes that are going to help show that. So if you know in order for Dorothy to get this lesson at the end, she's going to need brains. Okay, I'm going to have her meet a scarecrow and they're going to start working together. She's going to need heart. All right, how am I going to show that? I'm going to have her meet a tin man and have enough compassion to... Give him his oil and get him moving again and try to help him as well, right? And so the story continues. So, knowing your characters this deeply is going to help you plot out your book as you are writing so that you will not be lost in the woods going, I don't know what's going to happen next. Okay. I mean, sometimes it still happens, but if you can remember that end goal, it's going to help you reorient your compass. And then another benefit from knowing your characters like this is when you're done with your book, you can use this information to help market your book and increase people's interest in your story. So again, You know how popular those Facebook posts are where people fill in those little bits of random information. You do that for your character and then you post that on your writer's profile or your writer's page and it gives your audience a way to get to know your characters and love them and want to read about them and find out what happens to them you can use that information in your marketing emails as a way to get people to know and love your characters. So taking the time to explore your characters, not just your main character, you would want to do this for any major supporting characters and especially your villain. Yes, even your villain might have a favorite childhood memory and a favorite comfort food. Maybe when they're done pillaging villages, they go home and have a slice of cheesecake. Like, being able to have a character who does that is how we create complex, multifaceted characters that feel authentic to us. So I really, really want to now write a story with a villain who plunders villages and goes home and eats cheesecake. But anyway, I hope that you have gained some fun insight from this conversation and that I've given you a way to think about why it is important to get to know your characters like this and how it can be fun, not only for you, but also for your audience, for your readers. All of this is to help you get through that first draft or any short story that you're working on. And I know that it can sound easier said than done. I know that getting back into writing can be hard. I was there a year and a half ago. I thought that my skills had atrophied, but I couldn't continue to suppress my own desires and dreams. And so I did finally get back into writing. It wasn't easy, but I had a great community that helped support me to do that and encourage me. And so if you feel like getting back into writing is difficult for you right now, then please reach out to me, book a call with me. I'm here to help. You can use the link in the description and it's a free 30 minute call and we can just chat one-on-one and figure out what your writing goals are and where you're stuck and how we can help get you to take that next step. I don't know if anybody else feels that way, but at least for me, writing is my safe space. It's where I get to be myself again it's where I can shed the day's responsibilities and just be me. And okay, I confess, there's a lot in my life that I have little control over and I've come to accept that. But in my writing, I have complete control over everything. <laughs> um, So there you have it. I really hope that you're writing and that you're making that time for yourself also. And if you're struggling, reach out to me. I'm here to help. You've reached the end of another episode of Parents Who Write. Check out the show notes to download your free copy of my guide, Five Steps to Help You Start Writing Today.